I watched the presentation, Bullying Prevention by Emily Lovegrove. Approximately one in every 59 children are born with autism. Albert Einstein. Dr. Einstein had no speech until age three. Steve Jobs. He was a loner. He brought snakes to school. Leonardo da Vinci. This man was far advanced on the autism spectrum. I'm not naughty. I'm autistic. And I just get too much information. This is Lloyd I.M. and you're listening to Takiwatanga, Love Not Cure, Exploring Autism One Strength at a Time. Emily was diagnosed on the autism spectrum and runs her private practice. She works with autistic children and young adults, giving them strategies on anti-bullying. Before we head on to the main content, I just want to make it clear that I am not an expert on this topic of autism, especially on bullying. This content is a medium to learn about autism. Bullying is a sensitive topic and I will try my best to discuss my takeaway for this presentation. If you are in New Zealand and you are concerned about your child and bullying at school, please contact your child's school about their bullying prevention policy. You may also contact your nearest Ministry of Education office for guidance. Additional phone numbers are 0800 942-8787. This is a WhatsApp phone support for kids. 0800-3766-33 or free text to 234 for youth line for free telephone counseling for young people. 0508-744-633. This is a shine for free telephone counseling. You can also go to www.parents.education.gov.nz for more guidance. I will put the link in the description too so you can have a look and see how the community can support you. If you are not in New Zealand, the same principle should apply. You must have support numbers or contact numbers around your area. Any concern or concerns about bullying at school, you can reach out to your school and they should be able to help you out on this. Also, they must have an anti-bullying prevention policy. Early humans were believed to roam the surface of the earth in approximately 300 years ago. Since then, the way humans have responded to threats never changed. And just like other animals, our brains are wired to look out for threats around us all the time. Whenever we face danger or threat, our brains have protected us with the same strategy over and over again. This strategy is by activating our fight, flight, hide, or sometimes freeze response in our nervous system. Why are we talking about humans, threats, and survival mechanisms? By default, humans, as we previously said, are wired to look out for threats, and autistic people are not exempted from these behaviors. In today's world, one of the biggest threats for autistic people and the rest of the neurodivergent community is not being eaten by a lion, and it's not being run over by a stampede. The biggest threat is bullying. Bullying from another fellow human being. Wikipedia has defined bullying as a use of force, coercion, hurtful teasing or threat to abuse, aggressively dominate, or intimidate. Hold on, uh, that's a lot to take in for me, so let's try again. In New Zealand, bullying is defined as a form of aggressive or threatening behavior either at school, in workplace, 
or in wider community. There are three areas I've found useful that may help parents and carers prevent bullying to an autistic child or even for a neurotypical child. The three areas are awareness, respect, and support. Awareness. Imagine on your way home, you see a lion towards you, and at that moment, you felt threatened, so your brain activates your survival mechanism. When under threat, you're either going to fight, take a flight, or run away, or hide from the threat. If you have the right tool at hand, you will use all your power to protect yourself and you will fight the lion. On the other hand, if you do not have any tools at all, you will either run away, hide from the lion, and in some cases, you might freeze until the lion catches you and eats you. Regardless of what you do, your body will experience emotional stress and you will lose control of your body because your brain will put all its energy and focus on survival. Now, the same emotional stress is experienced by people on the autism spectrum. Their fight or flight nervous system is activated when threatened by bullying. Just like the lion example, bullying imposes threats because of an imbalance in power. This results in feeling fragile about yourself. Emily said, regardless of how we define bullying, if we are being bullied, you will have the same emotional upset and stress. Stop worrying about the definition because being put down has the same emotional effects. You as a human being will, will behave differently emotionally and socially. To look for signs of bullying, parents and carers know your kids and there will be signs that will be significant to your attention. An example could be, if your child normally sleeps for 8 hours a day, but you notice that he or she now only sleeps 5 hours a day, so there's a significant change in, in that behavior. Another example is, if he, she usually enjoys going to school, but lately you experience pushbacks every time you drop off your child at school, and he or she may look scared and unsettled at that point in time. These were just examples, but it is worth taking a look and making yourself, as a parent or a care, aware about the changes or any changes in the child's behavior. It is understood that there could potentially be other reasons why a child is feeling stressed out or upset, but it is important to look at this aspect as well so you can rule out bullying. Emily has seen about 100 people who were bullied and threatened, and the threat doesn't have to happen multiple times. It only takes one threat of bullying to make a person feel unsafe. Like adults, kids learn social skills and often, at a young age, parents and carers should teach their kids how to spot this instance and recognize it as early as possible. Respect. If you are getting on a public transport, what usually happens is you will look for an available seat far from inoffensive-looking people and if you see an empty seat right beside someone who looks threatening, you will look for another available seat where you feel you are safe. There is nothing wrong in that instance, and certainly there is nothing wrong with you. This is just how our human brains are wired. We constantly look for threats and avoid them as much as possible. The behavior is the same with kids regardless if autistic or not. When kids go to class, they are pre-programmed to do the same. If a child looks different, they will be spotted quickly and they are more likely to attract negative attention. A child who looks different is 15 times likely to be picked on. As a result, many autistic kids are masking so they won't be picked on. Bullying happens 
not just for autistic kids, but also for very smart kids or beautiful kids. Because smart kids and beautiful kids look and behave differently from average kids. Because of this, there's an imbalance in power and other kids will see this as a threat and this could potentially lead to bullying. If there is awareness and acceptance of our differences and there is mutual respect among all, people can express themselves without the fear of being judged and the fear of being picked on. Support The use of fists when dealing with a bully is not recommended. This strategy doesn't work and never will be. People get away from bullying because often a lot of people are around it. Not because they support it, not because they agree with it or believe in it, but rather it is easier for people to be quiet and not cause any attention in the eyes of a bully. Emily said, we are all neurodiverse people. Everybody has different ways of thinking. And if we support different people thinking differently, then we are in a much, much better world. Regardless if autistic or not, kids need self-empowering strategies to make them confident of who they are. We, in general, need to be aware of neurodivergence, and we have to give mutual respect among others. About 200 years ago, not all kids were educated, and dyslexia was never a problem, but it is now. Similarly with autism, this was not considered as a huge problem because there are not too many autistic people. And now, statistics suggest that 1 in 100 people is autistic. Noting that there are people who are underdiagnosed and there are also those who were not diagnosed at all. Plus the fact that there are people who are still waiting for an assessment. This means that there's more autistic people than what statistics suggest. And that's where the problem comes in. Because our environment was not built for autistic or neurodivergent people. Our society doesn't recognize how common autism is and we don't tackle this in discussions publicly. Hence, there is a limited awareness about autism. We need more people advocating the neurodivergent way of thinking than people telling the world they need to be fixed. It's okay to be different if a child is confident, but if you are different and anxious, it is a different story. As parents and carers, we need to teach kids to be confident and get kids to celebrate differences and what they are happy about themselves. If we embrace the fact that we are all different, different in the way we think, behave, and how we see the world, then we can say that the world is a better place for everyone. So that's my take after watching the presentation, Bullying Prevention by Emily Love Group. Every tangata fight takiwa tanga is different. If you fail with one strategy, don't stop. Keep moving forward. Always remember that for every failure you encounter, is one step closer to your success. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, me muto te Let's stop judging others. Me mahi tahi tato. Let's all work together. Kia kaha, kia maya, be brave and be strong. Please don't forget to like and share so others can also find us. Thank you.